0: went on in the children's educational wing uh, a year or two ago that have been a blessing to our congregation and we're reaping the benefits of that even now. Our youth ministry, our food and clothing ministry, our women's ministry, our mission work in in, uh, Guyana and Tanzania and Peru, and expanding in in, the Philippines, doing some work in Colombia and just doing a lot of good in different parts of the world. I mentioned a moment ago, I think it's neat that this congregation um, is probably not where we ought to be and not where we will one day be but have become more diverse we have a diversity in age there's I was for, an, for another thing I was doing for for a seminar I was taking I had to look at the congregation from different perspectives just kind of like uh, looking at the demographics here and it's pretty interesting to look at this congregation demographically and the way that we represent different age groups we have a significant population of, uh, of, of little kids and all the way up to our older members, and so it's, it's pretty neat. I think we're well-positioned here to do a lot of good in this community. And then we have a, a diversity and um, ethnicity as well, and I pray that God will continue to help us to be more of a congregation that reaches people, um, whatever the background, and that we can do that as his people here. We're positioned well financially to do good. Uh, God has been good to us. And I think with that blessing comes responsibility. Responsibility to take seriously why he's put us here and what we are to be doing here. And I think it's, uh, it's exciting to be a part of this church. I'm looking forward to the future here. Now, having said all of that, I want to mention to you um, a theme that we're going to be using for the next year, in 2018. And to set the stage for that... Um, I want to say just a thing or two about, you know, a theme. You can choose a lot of different scripture verses or a lot of different things in the New Testament in the Bible that could say something about sort of distilling what we want to be and what we ought to be. I can't think of anything better than what Jesus said in Matthew 22, a familiar passage. And we've talked about this passage uh, at times in the past, and this is a favorite, and I appreciate Rick's leading that song a moment ago. And Jesus was asked, what is the great commandment in the law? And that was an ongoing debate among religious leaders of Jesus' day. You know, what is, what is it all about? If you had to distill it down, what, what would it be? And you're familiar with his answer. Jesus said, he's quoting Deuteronomy 6. He says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And then he quoted a part of Leviticus. And he said, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And when he said that, he said something powerful. He said something to us as a church, as followers of Jesus, that we need to be able to, to think about our identity in ways that shape the way we act and think and live. And Jesus, when he's doing this, when he's saying, this is who we are, this is who my people are going to be, this is, this is our primary reason for being here, he said, you need to love God with all of your heart and you need to love people. You need to love your neighbor as yourself. Taking those two ideas, come up with a theme that we're going to use. I appreciate Wes' blankingship for working with this and designing this. Um, when you're, in just a moment, I'll, I'll go to the, what the theme is going to look like and some of the design that we'll be using over the next year. Um, but when you think about this, this idea of what Jesus commanded in Matthew 22 and his commissioning us to be his people, there's a byproduct of that. We focus on our love for God, and we focus on our horizontal love for people. And that enables us to make a difference where we are. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, that you love one another, right? So the theme that we're going to be using for 2018 is this. We want to be this kind of church. We're going to use Matthew 22, 37 through 39. And we're going to think for the next year or so, at different points in the year, we're going to come back to this and reflect on it. What, what I plan, just from, from my perspective, um, as, as far as the preaching is concerned, to return to this theme on the first Sunday morning of every month in 2018 uh, Lord willing, the first Sunday morning of ne- next year of January, I'm going to address this, this theme in more detail and just think about what it means to us. And then in the coming months, we're going to explore this and what it means to us as a church and how we can be this kind of church. One that loves God. We've got the vertical love. We're focusing on him and his glory and his majesty and how good he's been to us. And then we'll also spend time next year talking about the implications of that as far as the horizontal love that we have for one another. What we hope that this will accomplish is it'll, it'll keep us rooted and grounded in who we are and, and what we are to be doing. We've been here since 1963. Uh, a, a group of Christians has been meeting here for 1963. Uh, that is 54 years and when, when a church has been here for five decades, more than five decades, you've got to spend some effort and some time in reminding us as a church while we're here because what happens when any, this is true not only of churches but of any kind of organization of people, but you've, you've got excitement in early days, but then when you've been here a while, when you've been doing this for a while, things can get kind of comfortable and complacent. And you can just kind of go through the motions and you forget, hey, look, God put us here to do something. Not to sit here. Not to get comfortable. But to really think seriously about what he's doing in our in our midst. In Ephesians 3, 20 and 21, this last passage I want to share with you. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Our goal and our dream for this church is that we might be a group of people who bring God glory in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. I'm going to Transition now to these other folks who are gonna come and lead us in a portion of this presentation. As I mentioned a moment ago, Chad Yielding is going to come and he's going to talk about some security things. Um, Drew is gonna talk about facilities. Donnie Winningham about education. I hope you'll listen with an open heart and an open mind and and you will think about what God is doing here and the opportunities we have to, to be his people and to bring him glory and to reach more people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, After Donnie, uh, Carl Logan is going to come, and one of our elders here, and he's going to say just a few words, and then I'll get back up and close it out with a, a devotional and a brief invitation. So I'll turn it over now to Chad Yielding. I want to say once again, thank you so much for being here, and may God bless each one of us as we seek to be his people.
1: Thank you, Chuck. Uh, I appreciate having the opportunity to get up here, although I despise the reason that I'm up here to, to talk about this. OK? Um, I'm sure everybody knows what has gone on in Texas and Tennessee over the past month or two. Um, so we've had some questions be asked here, rightfully so. I completely understand that as well also understand my audience, okay? I understand that there are small children here, and nothing that is said here is intended to cause fear or, or scare or anything like that, okay? Um, I tend to be a very direct and very, very frank person. I'm going to attempt to temper that and to um, try and use different word, wording. Hopefully you'll, you'll pick up what I'm putting down. <laughs> As I, as I get to that point, okay? So in light of things that have happened, uh, we, we know that there are some that, that potentially even think that uh, having security at a church building may not even be necessary. And, and I would tend to agree with you. And I hate that it's something that we feel like we need to do. Um, unfortunately, it is something that I feel like we need to do. And I'm thankful that the eldership thinks that as well. Um, and I hope that everyone can see the benefits of it. Um, As far as things that happened in Tennessee and Texas, okay, uh, I've been asked a couple of times about an action plan and what we can do and things like that. The truth is there is no true action plan in a situation like that, okay? I can't tell you exactly what you're going to do this is not a tornado. This is not we all run to the basement and hide for a minute. OK? Um, to, to develop an action plan, you have to know what's coming, how many of that is coming, and what they're bringing. And we cannot sit down and imagine every possible scenario that could happen. Um, but there are some things we can do, and that is to think. And that's kind of our purpose tonight, is to have you start thinking about things, about what you would do in a situation like that. And I absolutely, again, I hate that we have to to talk about this, but that's what I want you to do, is to to just think. The first thing I want you to know is our plan, to the extent that's possible, should something of that magnitude occur, is for... uh, The person that is manning the cameras in the back, which tonight would be Mark, um, would take control of communication, again, to the extent that it's possible, i.e., a phone call to 911, and to direct the auditorium as much as possible. Remember, it's mass chaos, so that's probably not going to be possible in the reality of the situation. So what I want you to do is, is to just think about things and prepare your minds. Uh, for what you may do in a situation like that Um, so there there are three words that you need to remember and I'm sure many of you may have seen a presentation similar to this in the past but it's basically run hide fight those are the only three words you need to remember that's the progression you're going to work through in a situation like that and it may not even be a progression you may know immediately what has to be done For instance, in this auditorium, not a whole lot of places to run, right? Could you get down? Absolutely, you can get down. Um, But that last word is what's so important. It's not defend, it's fight, okay? And what we mean by that is aggressive movement toward the adversary, okay? That's as many as possible. Obviously, you have children, cover your children. Get on the ground, cover your children. Move as quickly as possible aggressively toward the adversary. The other thing you can think about is what can I use? I understand that we are in the state of Alabama. I understand that uh, if I say that, that someone is armed, we all understand what I mean, right? Um, what I would ask is that I know many of us in here probably are is that if something is coming from the back right and you're sitting on the front, front left, please do not stand up and begin to, uh, let's just say, disarm of yourself. Okay, because you've got 300 people in between you and that adversary. Um, and we want to limit things that could happen, okay? Um, but you have to move aggressively. And this is the one I really wanted to spend, spend a little bit of time on is the classrooms. This for our teachers. Uh, because you've got a bunch of children in your classroom at the time what do you do Uh, in a situation like that the first thing you're going to do is try to determine can you get out safely if you can get out safely get out but you've got to keep in mind you've got children with you second thing would be hide right so you want to barricade the door um, where no one can come in as much as possible and um, be thinking of things that that you could use in the event you get to that third step, okay? What you don't want in that classroom is you huddled in the middle of all the children, okay? You need to have them separated from yourself so that you're prepared for whatever may walk through that door, okay? Um, Again, let me again emphasize I hate, absolutely hate being a member of, a congregation and, and a place of worship and having to talk about things like this. But these are things you have to think about. You have to think about what you can use, a songbook. book. Uh, I know many of us carry around tons of toys with sharp edges. Um, many of you ladies may have heavy purses. The point is, it doesn't matter. You think of anything you can at the moment, but you also need to think about it now so that that thought comes comes into play at that point, because you're not going to think rationally. I can promise you that. Okay. Um, the most important thing behind all of it is don't give up. Don't give up. Fear is going to overtake you, but don't give up. Okay. Um, I'll be honest. This doesn't really fit in with. <laughs> the theme of tonight and there's lots better news coming than 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 what I'm bringing to you but I want you to know that it's things that we do think about and it's things that we're trying to prepare for and think of ways that we can uh, keep the congregation here safe even more safe than than we're attempting now also please understand that we're all volunteering to do the the best we can we're not a paid security force okay we're we're doing the very best we can to to keep us as secure as possible um, and I just hope that, hope that you guys can keep that in mind and, uh, and uh, as we move forward, if, if you have questions about anything that I've said, feel free to ask um, and I'll answer to the best of my ability. Okay? Thank you.
2: Even church I am to thank you for that one person who actually said good evening back to me thank you Mark I'm up here to talk about uh, facilities and what we have been able to accomplish over the last few years and what we're hoping to uh, get accomplished in the coming months and years and things like that Um, I've been a member here since 2010 and it's kind of hard for me to think about things getting done around the building without thinking of Bob Farrell before he passed away he was very gracious and generous with his time to be here and oversaw so many things that went wrong with the building and just got them fixed before we even really knew about it as a congregation. And um, he started the improvements as well. By, he oversaw the elevator getting installed and got this back wall replaced before it uh, was infested with termites. Um, and his passing left a, a, very large, a very large hole that several men have had to step up and fill. Uh, your facilities committee that um, oversees all this is Mark Hanley, Jay Holland, uh, Rick Williams, Eddie Sankey, uh, myself, and with the some of the security upgrades we'll talk about. Chad Yielding's a part of that, as well as Wes Blankenship, since we've done so much um, upgrading and technology. Some things you've probably seen uh, since we've taken over. We built this new AV platform back in 2014, uh, and that has enabled us to make these security upgrades by installing these security cameras, by... Uh, west rebuilding the website and being us uh, giving us the ability to better archive our sermons and live stream to reach more people um, with that uh, thanks to state farm we have a new roof on the building as of 2015 um, we have painted the exterior of the building um, had to replace some some the back doors in the back and put in new uh, air conditioners in all the classrooms We how to keep this as, as comfortable as we can while improving uh, efficiency uh, we've upgraded the thermostats in here. The units aren't that old, but it, lays, it gives us the ability to uh, change the temperature on quick notice and, and, and keep it running efficiently so we're not just running it all the time. And we're able to decrease um, energy costs as well. Um, I've seen more of you wearing sunglasses in Bible school, so you've all noticed the new LED lights everywhere. Um, those are also really helping us to be able to conserve our energy as well. I'm sure you've noticed the uh, uh, new TVs, the new monitors, in the whole Uh, Those were Mark and Wes uh, Blankenship getting together to get those done Uh, right now they just kind of display what you're going to see as far as classrooms and what Chuck's going to preach about or in this case what we're talking about tonight. But in the future we are hoping to get it to a point where it will have more like a digital footprint of the building so it can detail um, important things like where the restrooms are. If you're a visitor and you come in and you see a topic that piques your interest that's in room 12 well you'll be able to see where room 12 is. Uh, what's on the monitors and it'll uh, label fire extinguishers and restrooms and the AED which is right back there if anyone did not know Um, let's see just some things you might not have seen just this is an old building Uh, it was built this part of it here was built in 86 and the other part of it even before then so there's there's a lot of love that goes into this building and Uh, We've had to take out some walls and fix some ceilings for bad uh, construction back in the day and repair some foundation leaks. Um, You may not have noticed that uh, Mark Hanley, when we made the upgrades to the security system, uh, we also ran new cables to be able to increase accessibility to the internet so your devices can work while you're here in church to help. Uh, with uh, with these things. If you haven't been to our website, you need to go check it out. Wes Blakenship's worked hard on that. Hey, he's real, rebuilt it a couple of times now. Um, he's done a very good job with that. Uh, we're very grateful to that. We've got the new security system where we can uh, lock the building down in an instant if we need to, and you have key code access and uh, a lot more controls to that, and we also have a... Um, an an, an automatic opening door where someone in a wheelchair needs to get in the building, you just push a button and the door opens. We also have an accessible bathroom we built back there a couple of years ago. Um, Some things upcoming. In the future, I think Wes and Mark are talking about some new website management software to improve how we do things here. Um, We're going to have more phones uh, around the building. You may have seen one or two of them, but we're going to have more access just in case that need or emergency comes up. You'll have uh, the ability to be able to 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 call out if need be. Uh, We are going to uh, looking to upgrade the audio system in the basement so it can become more functional so we have a great crowd down there you won't you know you'll hear more than every third word of whoever's using the microphone system down there so we're hoping to get to work on that. Um, We're probably going to tear up the concrete sidewalk out the back doors and make it more of a ramp so people can have easier access don't have to step up on a curb uh, to get into the building. Looking at putting some new lights in here for nights like tonight so the stream doesn't see Uh, A shadowy figure they can actually see who's actually up here speaking Um, and then the big thing um, like Chuck said this place was built in in 1986 and these are the original pews that were installed at that time and we keep having these things you know these things go wrong and we repaired and repaired them and we've had uh, several people take a look at them and they're just kind of at the point where we can't fix them anymore so one of the things we're looking at doing next year is upgrading the seating in here and part of the claim from the roof from State Farm was that we have to paint in here. So while we're doing that, we'll have new seating, new paint, and also we're going to upgrade the flooring at some point as well. Um, you actually have an opportunity to, to voice an opinion on that. Not necessarily design. We are, we are consulting with professionals on that. But um, as far as what we ultimately go with, I've been in contact with a gentleman named Rick Jones out of Mississippi. He is a, uh, he's a minister for a church up there as well as a representative for several different church seating companies among other things too he will be here this will start running in the bulletin too but he will be here on December the 10th that is a Sunday He will be here at three o'clock so two hours beforehand he is going to bring samples of the options we're considering um, and he'll be here to present on all of these things answer questions whatever we you know whatever you have to be this is your chance to to uh, to be heard on that that is a website right there I listed off a bunch of names of guys who help out with facilities and we are like Chad said we're volunteers and we're happy to help as much as we can but every one of us has a full-time job and families and things like that so if you see something that happens at the building that goes wrong please send us an email Don't just come tell us we'll probably forget we do have a lot of things going on we try but inevitably it's just going to happen that email address will actually send an alert to every one of us who are involved in this so please you take advantage of that to let us know about these things, and also don't forget about the work day uh, next Saturday. Uh, whether you can only pick up sticks, we need that. If you don't know what a screwdriver is, we'll find something for you to do. But whether, whatever your skill level is, whatever you're willing to do, and however much time you can spare us that day, please come help us. We'll start at 8 and we'll work until the last person leaves. But come and help us out. And, um, we appreciate everything for, for y'all and your support and letting us know, bringing these problems to our attention. Uh, we're going to continue to do everything we can to help keep this building keep moving as best as we can.. Done.
1: Good evening,
3: everybody. Um, I'll leave All right. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about adult education. Um, as most everybody knows, uh, I guess two or three years ago, um, we had a major overhaul of our child education program. Uh, I think that's been a tremendous success. Um, and a lot of thanks t- to uh, Jenny and Will Brooks um, for putting all that together as well as so many other people. Thank you so much for people that have volunteered uh, teaching in that in that um, program. Um, but in light of the success that was enjoyed with that um, we're going to talk a little bit about some some improvements to the adult education program but before i get into what we're going to what we're looking at um, i just want to take a moment to thank all the teachers um, that teach in the adult education program Um, there's a lot of work and preparation that goes into that Uh, rick and i are aware of of that as you know people who've taught adult classes um, and it's an it's an obvious point, but obviously the adult education program couldn't exist without the teachers. So we just want to start by saying thanks to everybody who volunteers um, in the program. All right. You know what? The first thing um, that we thought about when we started talking about um, improvements that could be made to our adult education here at Hoover was just generally why do we have an adult education program? And generally speaking, our adult classes are a time that we can meet together as Christians in smaller groups to grow together as a body through the study of God's word. Our adult education classes uh, are meant to supplement our growth that we're all experiencing through our individual study, uh, as well as the other activities that are offered here at Hoover. Um, Towards the beginning of this year, uh, Rick Williams and I were asked by the elders Um, to take a look at our adult education program and just see if there are things that we thought we could do to improve it. And um, over the next several months, Rick and I met, talked, uh, tried to kind of scour around, find other ideas that maybe some other congregations were using, come up with some of our own, hash out different things. And we've done that. A couple months, months ago, we met with the elders to discuss some ideas um, and they approved uh, what i 'm about to present to you. these changes are going to start at the in the upcoming quarter, so the winter quarter, which starts uh, December third, so the first Sunday in December, and the way our quarter split up, the winter quarter starts in December, goes through February, then the spring um, will start in March and goes through May, then you got June through August, and then September through November so um, So we'll get started soon. All right, so Sunday morning. What Rick and I talked about doing in terms of how to potentially improve our Sunday morning uh, classes is we wanted to put a structure in place um, that would, over the course of, of quarters, allow us in our classes to basically hit all parts of scripture as well as provide some practical guidance for our Christian walk. Um, While at the same time, we wanted to continue to allow our teachers some flexibility in determining what they were gonna teach. Um, As a teacher myself, I know that uh, I'm better prepared and more willing to prepare when I've kind of chosen my topic based on what I'm interested in teaching about, and I think that's generally true for our teachers. So we wanted to continue to allow them that flexibility. Um, so what we're going to have uh, is the same four classes that we've been having. So we're still going to have a class in room 11, we're going to have a class in the library, here in the auditorium, and then a class downstairs. So no real changes there. Um, that could potentially change in the future. If I don't know who has been in room 11 in the past. Sometimes it can get a little crowded in, in that room. Um, one thing we don't want to have is overcrowded classrooms because the worst thing that can happen is somebody come, they've come, they want to go to class, they want to go to a particular class, they walk in, there are no seats. Um, that's not generally a good situation. As of right now, we don't think there's a need to move anything, but in the future, we could end up going and uh, opening up another classroom downstairs. There's just more room down there. They're all set up with the TVs and the seats. So if that occurs, we'll let everybody know, but as for right now, it's going to be the same, same location. Uh, I guess the big change in this this is really as much for the teachers as for everybody else but we're we're instituting these themes or modules however whatever term you want to use I'll use the word theme that's going to kind of govern every quarter and we've come up with six of them I'm going to show them to you in just a second but basically every quarter is going to have a theme Um, don't get it confused with our church-wide theme these are themes particularly for our classes and every class that's taught in that quarter is somehow going to fit under that theme now these themes are pretty broad the teachers are still going to have a lot of flexibility but like i said we're trying to make sure that we kind of run the gamut so to speak in terms of all the scriptures as well as uh, some practical aspects of being a christian um like i said there are six of them so that will cover six quarters or 18 months worth of classes at the end of that 18 months, the themes will recycle and we'll we'll start again. But there will be different classes taught within the themes, okay? So I'm gonna show you the themes real quick. All right, so here are the themes, the six that we came up with. um, You've got Old Testament history and characters. So there we're really talking about the first half of the Old Testament. So Genesis up through kind of King's Chronicles, where it's really talking, they're really, it's a history, there's lots of rich uh, character studies there, um, and uh, you, know, you could talk about, if you've been in, in Chuck's Wednesday night class, he's doing 1 uh, Samuel. That would be perfect for this theme. Um, you could do the book of Judges. You could take a particular judge out of the book of Judges and do a character study. Um, there are lots of other topics you could do within that. The other words, Time of Christ, uh, wisdom, literature, and prophecy. New Testament letters and Revelation, then Christian doctrines and Christian living. Um, a couple other examples, if you take the time of Christ, that's focusing on the Gospels and maybe the book of Acts, so right around the time the church is being formed uh, and just before that. So an example of a class that might be taught in that theme would be the class that's currently being taught in the Auditorium uh, by Reggie Arnold, which is, comes out of Matthew called The Unassuming King, so that would be an example of what would fit under this theme. If you want to do a class on maybe the parables of Christ or the miracles of Christ, um, those kind of things would be, would fit within, within, within that theme. Um, another one would be uh, Christian doctrines. That's um, going to be more of a Christian fundamentals type class or if you wanted to focus on worship, um, kind of a, apologetics type issues would be kind of Christian doctrine. So kind of some basic things about why we believe what we believe. Uh, Christian living would be more of kind of your practical classes about marriage or parenting, um, those type of things. So like I said, those are the six themes. Uh, the one we have coming up in the winter quarter for people that are interested um, is uh, Christian, Christian living. Um, so we'll have classes uh, this winter quarter based around that theme. Um, and we already have our teachers for the upcoming quarter. Um, And next Sunday, as we've done the last couple quarters, um, we'll have our teachers for the upcoming quarter get up right after service uh, on Sunday morning and tell you a little, introduce themselves, tell you a little bit about their class that's upcoming. So that's next Sunday, Um, so uh, be ready for that. We'll continue that, I think that works well, just for everybody to see who's gonna be teaching and what they're gonna be teaching about. A Couple other things uh, that we're gonna have is As True was mentioning, the website has been redone. Um, We, uh, in terms of education, are going to try to use it more as a tool for everybody. Um, So we're going to have all the themes put up on the on the website, so you'll be able to see what they are when they're when they're coming through in the rotation. Um, A couple other things is we've asked our teachers to provide syllabus for their class. Uh, Nothing too um, some. You can be as detailed or as not detailed as you want, but we'd like the people that are in the class to have an idea of what's coming, um, what they can do in terms of studying on their own um, to get ready for class. But we'd we'd like to get those syllabi syllabi and put them on the website so everybody have access to them. Um, Another thing we're trying to ask our teachers to do that I think will take some time, including for myself, is try to incorporate some aspects of learning other than the traditional lecture, um, whether that's just kind of incorporating some technology, um, video, just a hand, I mean, it could just be handouts so people can take notes, those kind of things. Um, we would like to see more of that incorporated. So look, look for that uh, in the upcoming quarters for uh, your adult education classes. All right. So that's Sunday morning. So Let's talk about Wednesday night. Um, I started coming here in the fall of 2006, so I've been here for about 11 years. During that time, aside from the summer series uh, that we traditionally do, we have generally had one option for for class for adults on Wednesday night, and that's generally been a lecture-type class here in the auditorium that's usually taught by Chuck. So in addition to looking at Sunday mornings, Um, We also wanted to look at Wednesday night just to take a look to see um, if maintaining that structure, if we thought maintaining that structure would be the best way for our congregation to grow closer together and to grow closer to, to to God and to Christ. Or in other words, we wanted to ask if a lecture style class in the auditorium was the most efficient and effective use of our time and resources or if there might be a different approach that would assist us in growing together as a congregation and improving our spiritual life. Um, So after talking about this um, for several weeks, we've come up with a different format that we're gonna try starting in the winter quarter. Um, So in the winter quarter, once we break from the auditorium, we we usually let the kids go and they go to their classes and the adults stay in here. Um, When we break, everybody's gonna break. So, we're all going to break from the auditorium and we're all going to go to class. Um, uh, the, the adults are going to be split into three groups. Um, and we're going to retire to three classrooms, room 10, room 11 in the library. Um, and we're going to go there and have a discussion type class um, that is going to focus on what was presented to the congregation uh, in the sermon time on Sunday morning. Okay? So on Wednesday night we're gonna come in here and then when class breaks we're gonna break and we're gonna go to these separate classes and we're going to have a period of discussion amongst the class focused on what was presented on Sunday morning. I'm gonna tell you a little bit more how we're gonna do that. Uh, Each class is gonna have a facilitator that is gonna kind of run the class. Now this is gonna be different than what you traditionally see on Sunday morning. It's not gonna be somebody that has a uh, prepared class that's going to last a whole quarter. This is somebody who's going to facilitate the discussion amongst those that are in the class. Okay, um, and they'll probably start out by summarizing the lesson that was presented, and then um, they're going to work with Chuck, who has agreed to prepare some materials for these facilitators. Um, Including discussion questions and topics that the facilitator can bring up during the course of the class to help uh, facilitate the discussion amongst the class members. Um, in addition to helping the facilitators, Chuck's also going to prepare a sheet that can be that's going to be disseminated to everybody in the congregation. Okay, with kind of a summary of what he talked about and then some things to contemplate or thinking about think about leading up to the class on Wednesday night. Okay. Um, so once we get into the class, like I said, there's going to be a facilitator there, um, and those facilitators to start are going to be myself, Rick Williams and Steve Cotney, okay um, And like I said, we're going to have materials that Chuck's prepared for us that we're going to have reviewed that are going to guide our thoughts in this discussion. And one point about that is, um, we're going to, at least part of the discussion are a fair amount of discussion it's going to focus on the text that Chuck uh, preached from, because you know we're, it's a Bible study. We feel like we need to study the Bible, and we're going to um, focus on that text and talk talk about that text and what we can learn and gain from it in addition to what Chuck uh, presented to us on Sunday. Okay, so a little bit more in terms of the details. as I've already mentioned, we're going to meet here together. Um, as we've done in the past on Wednesday nights, we're going to meet here together. We'll have some time together in a, as, in a corporate setting, then we'll break into our classes. Um, the classes are going to be divided into threes. What we're going to do, uh, at least to start, is divide everybody up by brothers keepers units. Um, that way, um, you know, everybody's going to know where to go. There's not going to be any question. I'm not sure which class goes to We're going to let you know so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. Those units are going to go to the library. And I'll let y'all, we'll let y'all know that on the Wednesday night where it gets started, okay? If you're not sure which Brothers Keepers unit you're in, the Brothers Keepers units are on the bulletin board. If you're going out, the exit, the lists are all up there and who's leading those units. Um, and we'll probably, I don't know what unit number I am. I don't know how many people know what unit number, I am, so we'll just tell you who the leaders are. That's generally how I know, uh, know which, which Brothers Keepers unit I'm in. Um, these classes are going to take place in the three quarters that we don't have summer series. So summer series is going to continue as it always has. Um, for the ladies who go to the ladies' class on Wednesday nights, um, the ladies' class is going to continue, but it's going to be moved to Sunday morning. Okay. Let's see. Um, one more thing about uh, about Chuck is Chuck's not going to facilitate any of the classes. However, um, he is going to float through the classes uh, on the Wednesday night so that if someone has a specific question or something comes up during the course of the discussion, that um, Chuck would probably be in the best, best position to answer having given the sermon. Um, he's gonna be available for that, okay? Um, so that's the, the plan. Here's what we hope to achieve with this new format is, we wanna encourage the congregation to listen attentively to the message on Sunday morning contemplate and or apply that message during the first half of the week, and then just come ready to discuss that message uh, one with another on on Wednesday night. We're hoping that this facilitates our spiritual growth through both study and discussion. Um, we think that this new structure is gonna foster uh, and promote additional interaction among our members, um, which will hopefully establish and strengthen our relationships with each other. Um, I personally believe that um, we get to know each other better, and we become closer when we talk to each other. And that's really what we're trying to do. We want to talk to each other, listen to each other, hear each other, be close together. Um, we think, I'm excited that this is occurring around the same time that we're instituting this uh, congregational yearly theme. I think this can really fit in with um, what we're, what we're going to do on Wednesday nights. I think we can talk together about how... You know, what, what was presented on Sunday, what we're doing in our everyday walk, fits within the theme. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, yeah. I guess that's about it. If anybody has questions, um, Rick and I are available, and you can come, come and ask us. Thank y'all for your time.
4: On behalf of the eldership, uh, We feel it's an honor to serve this congregation. We thank you for the support that you provide to us. As we look around and recognize the talents, the abilities that we have been blessed with, we hope that what we're outlining here will be able to encourage people to engage those talents and abilities. I'd like to say thank you to uh, Sherry for sharing with us the information that she has there. Not many of us, like I said, can go back and recall that much of Hoover. I've been here quite a while, but not that far. Uh, To all the ones that presented and to the teams that support you and help you do the things that you do, I want to say thank you. We are encouraged that you are actively engaged in doing the things that are out there, everything from the safety that was mentioned to the facilities and all the things that are associated with keeping this facility operating to the spiritual aspects of our education program we hope that what we're talking about tonight will encourage you and engage you to be more spiritual in your walk to think about the things that you hear the lessons that chuck brings to us as good as they are if we don't make application of them in our lives, then it is falling on deaf ears and that's not a good situation. Some of the things that you were mentioned here tonight, we may feel uncomfortable with. You may feel that it's not appropriate if you would come to us as an eldership and let us hear those voices and concerns. Likewise, if you feel that these are things that are beneficial and productive and Moving in the right direction, we like to hear that also. Again, as a part of the eldership, we are truly thankful and humble to be able to, to serve you in the capacity that we serve you in. Our primary goal is your spiritual well being. We want to make sure that, that we are addressing those things in your life spiritually that, that helps you to make it to heaven. And again, like I said, we solicit your support as we go forward from this point, and we are looking forward to being able to engage more of us in more ways.
0: I want to thank these guys for what they've done, the presentation, the planning and preparation that have gone in behind some of this. And I, a, I truly believe that this is going to be good for the church, some of these things that are happening, some. A lot of the facilities, stuff that you've seen, you know, and things that are coming up. Uh, God has blessed us, as I said earlier, and uh, we want to use what he's given us to his glory and honor. And I believe we're doing that. But as we look to the future, we think and pray about ways in which we might use it even better. And as far as the educational changes are concerned, I'm, again, I'm, I'm fully convinced that these changes are, are good and they're healthy. And they're going to bless this church and help us to think Uh, about scripture and about what Jesus has taught us and how it applies to, you know, what we do Monday to, to Saturday. And thinking just about not only what we believe, but how what we believe shapes the people we are and how we take it to work and school and the neighborhood. And that focus on Wednesday night I think is going to be good for us. I want to just have a brief devotional with you. I know we're a little bit over time, and I appreciate do appreciate your patience and bearing with us. Uh, I hope you're excited about this. More more than anything, pray pray about this. You know, pray pray that God will bless us and that He will help this church to grow spiritually. He'll help us to reach people who are hurting and who are lost, and that He will help you to find your place in this church to be. What God wants you to be. just pray for this church and pray that these changes we're going to be incorporating will, will be used by God to His glory, that we might give him glory uh, throughout all ages, forever and ever. Amen, as that passes in Ephesians 3. If you're not a Christian tonight, uh, we invite you to become one. If you believe in him with all of your heart, why don't you confess him tonight as your Lord and Savior? call him, call God your Father, become one of His children, as we baptize you into Him, He washes all of your sins away. We'd be thrilled to be a part of that with you tonight. If you need to come back to him, you've gone away from him, and you want to walk back toward him, he will welcome you with open arms. Let's stand and sing. If you need to respond, I hope you'll come.